Well, hello. I am back. I am Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. I'm recording this Monday night right before the first Monday night football game of the year. Psyched for that. It was an awesome Sunday of NFL action. Uh, some injuries, of course. You know, Steelers not with <laughs> not with without uh, their uh, looming out there as well. As I'm recording this, I don't know the exact status of those injuries, but I'm not going to ignore them. Um, I told you we'd come back, talk more about the win over the Bengals. The Steelers are now 1-0, 1-0 in the division. Got a road win, maybe one of the hardest road games on the schedule. Uh, chalked up in the W column. That's all wonderful. But it was a unique game, <laughs> obviously. I don't think you need me to tell you that. Um, and here's some things I want to focus on is just what was asked of this defense. So the bank, you know, this game went five full quarters, you know, 10 minutes in overtime, but I mean, it went as long as an NFL game can go. And yes, the Steelers played a lot of their defensive players in the preseason, more so than some teams, including their stars. Um, but still, I mean, you look at all the games around the league, the second half, let alone the fourth quarter, Defenses were worn down in week one. I mean, especially if you're playing, you know, in Miami, things like that, or some teams that didn't play all their dudes. So I really commend this coaching staff and as well as the players, of course, for withstanding the grueling marathon punishment of what was asked of them. And certainly Burrow and Chase and the offense got better as the game went on. And I think some of that was their own rust from not playing in the preseason. But the floodgates could have been opened much more in the, the, the latter half of this game, considering the fatigue factor and things like that. And I know everyone's out there, well, aren't these guys in shape? Yeah, they're in great shape. But what's asked of them is remarkable. And there is definitely a thing, football shape versus treadmill shape, or the shape that, you know, some of you guys are in to run marathons or do whatever you do or, you know, work construction all day or whatever. But to play football is different and your body needs acclimated to it. And these guys don't have a lot of acclimation. So here's what I wanted to talk about was, first of all, <laughs> there was a hundred plays in this game. Now, if you look in the uh, the box score, there's less than that because some of the plays don't count. They come back to, from penalty or whatever. But the ball was snapped 100 times. Generally speaking, there's about 60 to 70 snaps a game. So if you're usually playing 65 snaps a game and you got to play 35 more than that in week one, that is... An enormous, <laughs> an enormous, um, you know, ask. I mean, that is an enormous challenge. And were the Steelers as good in snap 100 as they were in, week, in snap one on defense? No. But I just thought that the, the fall off was remarkably less than you would expect. You know, like if you told me before the game, this game's going to go the distance and the Steelers' D's on the field for 100 plays, I'd be like, oh, Joe Mixon had... 280 yards on the ground, you know, like, especially after seeing what he did to the Bang the Steelers last year. So certainly wasn't the case. Um, before we start getting into snap counts, I think you guys know I'm a big snap count guy. I think that tells a lot of story that not everyone seems to recognize. So the Steelers had the ball, to give you some perspective here, a little over 26 minutes of clock, 26-17. Again, the Bengals had the ball for 43 43, 43 minutes and 43 seconds. 
That is a long-ass time to possess a football in an NFL game, let alone a week one one. And hey, it was hot in Cincinnati too. It might not have been Miami. <laughs> the Bengals ran 32 plays on first down. They gained a first down 32 times. Usually that number is like half of that. And again, 100 plays. I mean, these guys played almost a game and a half, basically, this defense. Because, you know, you, you take the ball away and you give it right back to them. I mean, there's a lot of times Steelers' offense didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So, again, the workload's insane. So, three Steelers played every one of those snaps. Defender. We're only talking about defense here. Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, Witherspoon. Cam Sutton missed one snap. Not uncommon. You know, I mean, defensive backs basically play every snap. That's still pretty remarkable. But, you know, why isn't Witherspoon hip-to-hip with Jamar Chase, who's a superhero, by the way, in the at the end of the game? Well, he's been running routes this guy for 100 snaps, you know. Um, Minka was remarkable, obviously, start to finish, played every snap. Edmonds was solid. Sutton was solid. I'm more interested in the front seven players, but... Miles Jack played 87 snaps. I, I found that interesting, as opposed to the other linebackers. Um, scrolling down here, Bush played 51. So Jack played 87. I didn't realize that till now how much he was on the field. And Spillane was out there for 29. But remember, there was an injury issue with Spillane. Um, Spillane, I told you I'd find this out. Basically, is the dime linebacker. There's not a great reason b- behind it, but uh, Dale Lawley and I in the drive were talking about it. He's out there mostly for dime because he's a great communicator. And, by, and, and in dime, he's basically the only linebacker out there. There's a four-man front, one linebacker, six defensive backs. I'm a little shocked that isn't Jack, and still it might be, you know, for a big portion of the year. And obviously, if Jack played 87 snaps, he, you know, they like him and they want him on the field. But, um... As for for Spillane, he's much better in zone than Bush is. Bush is a better man coverage linebacker. Spillane's better in zone. And Dale had a good observation. He said, if you watch Spillane, they don't ask him to do much in dime situations. He's either kind of just playing zone in the middle of the field to take away crossers and whatnot, but he's not running hip to hip with tight ends and things that he doesn't do well, or he's blitzing. You know, so... His assignments in dime aren't real complex. So I think that's why he gets that. And also, hey, if we have six defensive backs on the field, maybe we can allow for a lesser athlete here if he's going to help us all get aligned and we're not going to ask a ton from him. I don't know that his role in dime will will keep up, but whatever. I just wanted to throw that out there because I mentioned to you that we would. Um, I'll be back here in a minute. I want to talk more snap counts, though, with the frontline players. I think that's really prominent in this game. I made note of this live as watching the game, certainly in the first quarter, all through the first half, and getting an early lead makes it easier. But I was commending the staff at the time, the coaching staff, 
wow, they're doing a really good job of rotating, especially their big men, the 300 pounders. And louder milk wasn't available for this game, but all those guys were getting in there early and often. And of course, at the time, I didn't know this thing was going to overtime. You know, I mean, I didn't know that you had to conserve your snaps. I just thought it's week one. You got a lead. Cam Hayward doesn't have to be out there every play taking on doubles. And frankly, if he would have been, I think the Steelers lose this game and the top line defenders would have crumbled late in the game. So give the staff credit for really using all their resources early. And obviously that was game planned in. And then when you get a lead, I think it makes it a little easier. You know, if you have a lesser player out there and you give up a little bit of a run that you wouldn't have, you can afford it. You know what I mean? But here's where how much these guys played. And again, remember, that's out of 100 snaps. So it's pretty easy to kind of think this through. Highsmith played 83 snaps. That's great. I mean, he didn't play at all in the preseason. So I think this is really a, a great sign. He's going to have to be counted on more than ever. Of course, he had three sacks in this game. But he, <laughs> he should be counted on. I mean, 83 snaps in a game for a front-level player for really a defensive end is a massive, massive workload. Watt played 66 and probably would have been there, obviously, right there with Highsmith, maybe a little less. Um, but obviously, we know what happened there. But still, Watt logged 66 snaps before the Peck situation. That's more That's more than he usually plays in any game. You know, I mean, again, most times defenses do battle for about 60 to 70 plays but these guys don't play every snap. So usually Watt plays 50, 55. He played 66 in this game. I mentioned Cam Hayward, total stud. Um, he played 57, which last year, if you would have told me Cam Hayward played 57% of any defensive game snaps, I'd have been like, oh, well, Joe Mixon ran for 300 yards again. You know, like he was so counted on that he had to play so much and do such tough work with doubles all the time. And the fact that he could only play 57 snaps and still be one of the most impactful players on the field early in the game, late in the game, that's outstanding. That, that's really where I'm going with this whole conversation. Uh, Ogunjobi played 53. Great. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he is a foundational piece to this defense. Played well, but they don't need him to play every snap. So that's great. Uh, Chris Warmly is a perfect example. He played 41 snaps in this game. And last year, he was playing 75, 80% of the snaps. You know, once Tuit and Alualu were down. And he did well. But if you can tell me he's playing 41% of the snaps, those 41% are going to be better than the snap per snap than the 80%. You know, like, use him properly. He's the fourth rung on the ladder, not the second like he was last year. That's great. You know, again, he was the third most used defensive lineman, the 300-pounders, you know, at 41 snaps in this game. Uh, Alualu, who's a bit of a specialty player at this point, um, 33 snaps, which is what you want. Um, his percentage will be a little low against a team like Cincinnati, who is such a 11-personnel-driven offense with three receivers on the field. So if you're playing Cleveland or the Ravens or a more traditional team that puts more heavier sets out there, his numbers will go up. But sitting around 33% of the snaps is great. And that might be the most snaps he plays all year. I mean, 33 snaps is basically half a game and nose tackles don't play half a game, you know, a normal game. Malik Reed, 
Uh, we're probably going to have to get pretty used to him. Uh, I am a, a fan of what he's done. I think he's going to be a favorite amongst Steeler fans. Tackling wasn't great, but a high energy player. I've talked to him about, I've talked to him to you guys quite a bit since he's been here, but this is the first time we got to see him actually in a Steeler uniform, you know, and uh, not that he's TJ Watt, of course, but boy, their third and fourth outside linebackers are light years better than they were two weeks ago, let alone a month ago. Or, I mean, the Taco Charlton's and Tuscas, and I mean, Reed is way better than those guys. And has a lot of recent starting experience. Um, but he played 32 snaps in this game. That's going to have to spike, I'm sure. Um, I mentioned Spillane. The other guy, really easy to overlook, is Jameer Jones. Because they kind of picked him up right after waivers. You know, the, the guy they were really familiar with. And he's his role has to grow now too, of course. But he played 18 snaps in this game. And did well. Like, if you go back and watch Jameer Jones' 18 snaps, I know it's only 18 snaps. I'm not getting too wound up about it. They were high-quality snaps. So, he's much better to me than the Tuskas and Tacos and those guys that are fours. Now he's the three, but that's what depth is for. You got to step up when the time is there. Uh, The last two guys to talk about, uh, the Marvin Liao. He played 17 snaps. And I notice him when he's out there. And to me, for a rookie that wasn't a first-round pick, that's great. I just want to see you out there making an impact, making some plays. Of course, he's learning blocking schemes at this level, how people attack you, technique, all that stuff. But those 17 snaps and you know another 10 next week, another 12 the week after that, maybe the week after that he's up to 25 and has a sack or two. You start to get go where you start to understand where I'm going with this, you know. Like, let's ease him into it in a game where there's a hundred times that ball was snapped. You're out there for 17 of them. Fared well, you know. Again, we don't need you, but we want you. You know, we want you to start contributing, and we can see what you potentially will bring to the table. And I think he will before long. Uh, last one, and this is a small one, obviously, is Adams. Adams only played five snaps, which is. The exact conversation we just had about Tyson Alou-Alou in that this is not a game for nose tackles. This is not a matchup for nose tackles. But he's a good player. They like him. You know, he, he made this team. If he's your last, you know, least used game day 300-pound defensive player, you're doing just fine. You know, he'd make just about any team in the league, especially teams, you know, stress a nose. But he's not a Casey Hampton-type nose either. So I think there's a lot of value with him. And I just wanted to, all you guys to understand, you know, how this all went down and the challenges this coaching staff had and how well they handled it, not knowing again that this was going to be a five-quarter game. Um, and it's an, kind of an underlying story of why they were hanging around and still being very competitive late in this game. Because if you watch the NFL, it's a huge trend now that, once you get to the fourth quarter, and I've been saying this for the last three or four years, defenses, fourth quarter defenses almost don't exist anymore. You know, I mean, offensive coordinators have figured out all your checks by then. Defenses are getting tired. But Steeler D really hung in there considering what they were asked to do, which I think I just spelled out pretty well. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Not sure what my topic is yet. I've just started to really dig into the Patriots. 
I think you guys are going to like some of the stuff I found out at the Patriots. They're not very good. Um, but we will talk about that more later in the week. And your Steelers are 1-0. Over and out.